Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Well, it's been a long and winding road, Jim, but we have finally made it to the last Royal Rumble that you and I will review. Right, uh, or at least in the foreseeable future. Yes, um, at least in the foreseeable future, yes. So, yeah, we're ending it with the Men's Royal Rumble 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Royal Rumble that uh, I watched with you. Yeah. Although not much, we didn't do much commentary to each other that night, actually. Right. Um, from what I can recall. Um, we're going to go over the rest of the card and then... Me and Bill are preparing to go into our new project, Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'm doing at least one other thing in wrestling-related before that. A possible final episode of WW Free. And I say possible because for two reasons. Number one, the fact that I don't know if... I don't know how things are going to look with WWE in regards to moving on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Right now, there is a um, a free version of WWE Network before Peacock starts. I don't know if that's going to change or not. Right. Um, have you heard anything in regards to that? I have not heard anything yet as of you know when we're recording, so maybe by the time this airs, we'll know. But right. as of right now, I have not heard anything. And then the other reason is just like my, I, I've talked about this before, you know, my interest just in general is just really low. And no, it's not because there are no fans out there. I can't believe like that's a thing. Like that's what people make excuses for. That's why like people are tuning out. I don't think that's the reason at all, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, so yeah, will we be back for 2022? Maybe. Uh, I, it was easier for me I don't know about you, Bill, but it was easy for me to commit more to this one because the last episodes that we did was like in, I aired, I believe, in August or September. Right. So I can deal with like, yeah, three months. Sure, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a year, I don't know where I'm going to be in my life. I don't know if many people do. Exactly. So what do you, so, so what happened after... The last thing we talked about was the panel rundown where Rosenberg won the title. Right. Oh, you know what you forgot to do? I wish I remembered to ask you to do this. I don't know if I'll have to stall for time for you to maybe research this. Okay. There were qualifying matches for this Rumble. There were. Well, And you usually break that down, and I forgot all about that. Well, okay, I do remember... For the men, anyway, because I don't think they had them for the women. Okay. For the men on Raw, they had a situation where if AJ, if, and this happened like three times in a row, if you beat AJ Styles, you would be in the Royal Rumble match. And if you lost, you just would not be in. Wait, was it always against AJ Styles? (laughs) Yes, for those three times, yes. <laughs> Why? Well, I, you know, because it's AJ Styles, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, the thing is, um, AJ had already gotten a spot for the Royal Rumble 
Sure. And this is one of the weird things because, and I'm glad you brought this up in a way because Adam Pierce sent a tweet, uh, a little bit before the Royal Rumble, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up real quick, please, because it explained what, um, how to get into the Royal Rumble. All right, while you look that up, I just want to give a reminder that Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts starts on March 28th, and basically Bill watches the Kingdom Hearts movie for a certain allotted time. And then he comes on and he discusses his reaction. He has no real prior knowledge before this show of Kingdom Hearts, except for maybe its existence. Um, and actually, this show is going to coincide pretty much with um, when the PC gamers will be able to play Kingdom Hearts. For the first time, Kingdom Hearts released on the PC on March 30th. Uh, although very, very expensive from what I can say. Mm. Uh, I would hope that someone's going to get a clue by the time this airs and kind of change the prices on that. Right. I mean, let's face it. If you were to play Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation or the Xbox right now, for every single game, you can probably get it for... A total of probably $60. Okay. That's every game because they did three games in one for two sets. Yeah. And then they did... Um, and I think they even came out... You know, you did DLC, Kingdom Hearts 3, Melody of Memory. Um, that's all separate, but still, that's not at full price either. Mm-hmm. Whereas I believe every single thing on the PC is full price, which like comes to an astronomical amount when you add that together to a full $60 each. Wow. Anyway, Bill, did you find it? I did. Good. So I guess this is in response to people asking, how do you get into the Royal Rumble? So Adam Pierce on January 20th sent the following tweet. It's actually pretty simple. Those that have been granted the ability to simply declare entry into the Royal Rumble by management are free to do so. Those who haven't must qualify. I don't write the rules. I enforce them. Which is a problem in itself because the next obvious question would be, well, what are the qualifications for management that decides that? Right. And it's funny because I, I, I've been hearing people this whole, this year, in 2021, about this Royal Rumble and people are complaining like, as some people, I would say rightfully so, but also isn't new about the qualification thing that mm-hmm. this is. There have been, there's been a history of qualifications not making any qualifiers not making any sense right and i wish i remember what royal rumble it was but we did one where like um i think kane was in like three matches and he lost like two of the times like Uh uh-huh on house shows it it never makes any sense right i just don't know why fans are giving it a tough time this year 
Huh, for I, I I guess the fans are just being so strict this year. Maybe maybe they've been listening to us this entire time. Right. Um, okay, so you so you remember the AJ Styles qualifiers? Were there any other ones? No, that those are the only ones that I can remember. Okay. Um. So I guess let's go over. The announcers are Michael Cole, Samoa. I guess he doesn't wrestle anymore. Joe mm-hmm. and Corey Graves. Um. So. There were no rules said. Right. So I guess for this one, we'll go by two minute intervals. Okay. We'll end it off with the traditional two minutes. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I mean, do you have anything to add before we start doing this? Well, there was um, one match that happened before the Royal Rumble that we didn't get a chance to talk about. So we can talk about it now. And that was the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship match. Right. Which was a last man standing match. Uh, Roman Reigns successfully defended the title, beating Kevin Owens. So this is probably going to date us a little bit, but I'm curious for you to look something up right now. Okay. While I talk about this match, even though I always saw half of it. Right. Um. How long has Roman Reigns held the belt for? Oh. Are we nearing the end of calling it the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship is my real question here. Right. So I saw half of this match because after the women's match, I was kind of like, I need to do stuff. And I was also mad that it looked like this was running past 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was perfect to end before 10 o'clock. Yeah. There's no reason it shouldn't shouldn't have done that. But it didn't because they decided to put filler in. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess it was okay. I mean, I don't care about either of these guys. so And, and that's a big reason why, like, I'm pr- I kind of want to just, like, tune out. Especially with WWE, it's just, like, there's nothing for me to care about mm-hmm. in regards to characters. I'm just, I know a lot of people are, like, all, like, orgasmic over Roman, but whatever. I don't, I still see him as the same guy for the most part, whatever. Um, did you find what I asked you to find? Yes. Uh, Roman Reigns has held the title in his current reign. As of this recording, 171 days. He had a second reign that lasted 63. Three days, so he's had it for, if I do my math right, 234 days. All right, and how much does Brock Lesnar have? I always forget, which shows you how memorable those rings are. Right. Brock is at, let me, let me see. Let's see. So anyway, the other thing about this match, while you look that up, is that, of course, when you saw the golf cart thing, I was like, AEW, 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 although it probably isn't fair for me to do that, because usually a spot isn't exclusive to one company, but, I mean, that just happened, the AEW thing just happened in June? No, May May of last year, May of last year, so it's 
what, seven months old? Yeah. So, of course, that's the first thing we're going to think of. Okay, so Brock's total number of days is 688 days. Okay, so he's not even halfway there. No, not even. Okay, here's a, okay. Here's one more thing while I continue talking about this match. Does his... Because we did say that we wouldn't do it, or I wouldn't do it, me and call it the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship, if the total matched his days. What about the total of days Brock Lesnar versus non-Brock Lesnar days? Oh, wait Oh, you mean how many days without Brock? Any, yeah, without Brock Lesnar. Okay, that's going to be some work here. Yeah, go do that while I talk. So uh, the golf cart thing, and then we had the um, the messed up finish, which it's interesting hearing from people because, uh, I mean, as I thought the match was okay, but to me it definitely took away from the match, for me at least. Uh, so it, it, I, and it's funny because I don't know how that got messed up because you could have actually just done it where I don't know it was fake handcuffs or something I don't think anyone would have noticed it um but yeah it's look the thing is kept for me Kevin Owens has never been as good as he was in Ring of Honor or as interesting as he was maybe it's the right thing because I guess wrestling wise he's probably the same and Roman's Roman so do I have an interest of seeing Roman at WrestleMania, no. But then again, there's probably not that much in general that would interest me, which is why uh, I look forward to my upcoming Kingdom Hearts project with Bill. Okay, so I included Roman's days into this non-Brock Lesnar. Yeah. 935 days. Total. So, Total. So, okay, so we are now over Brock Lesnar's thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might consider it. All right. I'll, I'll say. You know what? I think if Brock Lesnar doesn't capture the belt by summer, maybe I'll, I'll. I think I'll definitely stop calling it the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. All right. So at least I'll check in during the summer to see if Brock right. Lesnar won the title. Again. <laughs> um, okay, Bill. Do you have anything to add to the um, the Owens Reigns match? Um. No, you pretty much said everything, you know, that I think I would have said because it was a good match till the end. And then the end just was kind of a meh, but. All right, then. So let's uh, let's start this. Let's get the time array. We're going to do two minute intervals. Yep. So which means for the last time here, possibly last time, our. Um, sorry, our uh, intervals will be 10 minute discussion. Yes. I blanked out there for a second. <laughs> well, we haven't done like 10 minutes in a long time. So I, yeah, I, and usually, I, and usually I'm the one that asked you, what is right. it? Cause it's like uh, a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's go. All right. Entries one through five, one edge two Randy Orton, three Sami Zayn, four Mustafa Ali and five Jeff Hardy. And I have during this segment eliminated nobody and Bill, I'll start the discussion by bringing up that Edge and Orton's numbers were switched. Yes. For no reason. And I had Edge as number two in a pool that I could have won money in. Mm-hmm. Just remember that while going through this. Um, 
or in an edge, go right at it. Explain to me the Sami Zayn thing in a documentary team. Okay. So the documentary thing is Sammy thinks there's a conspiracy theory or conspiracy against him to not succeed. Okay. Because he was Intercontinental Champion for a while. But doesn't that negate the whole gimmick right there? Because well, if he was if he was doing conspiracy based on not being to able to succeed, it would be that like he never gets a title shot. Well, hold on, hold on. I hadn't finished yet. Sorry, it's okay. okay. So he loses the Intercontinental title to Big E in a lumberjack match on <laughs> on the Christmas SmackDown. Okay, because you know we wanted to make everyone be happy on Christmas. Sure. So he does this whole cons- or starts the whole conspiracy theory shtick about how he lost the Intercontinental title unfairly. Uh, there was an audio that was quote unquote uh, released like several weeks before because Sammy had done an award show for himself called the Sammys. Okay. Um, where he got mad at somebody, you know, helping him. And it's been building up for a little bit. And I think another thing was like how he he had a match with Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series where every member of the herd business was outside trying to get him to lose and so now he has a camera crew that's following his every move to document the quote unquote conspiracy that's okay. happening. And is there a plan to air the documentary? Uh it's still in the works from what I've read and heard. So Alright. Uh what do you have for this segment? Okay. So I'm going to somewhat stick with Sami Zayn to a degree because Michael Cole makes this one quote or says this one thing that kind of contradicts what we talked about in the last episode because the last episode, Bianca Belair went from the number three position and won the women's rumble. Hmm. So Michael Cole's quote is, or he starts talking about how Sami Zayn might have another conspiracy to go on. Number three is the worst number to draw on average, having the shortest or having last the shortest time in rumble matches in the past. I remember hearing that too. And I was like, I thought that doesn't sound right. No, because not only did we see... Bianca win earlier, but Ric Flair won his Rumble from the number three position. Right, so right there, that's two hours. Mm-hmm. Can I... Oh, I don't know if you did this. On, if you didn't, maybe it's something we'll look up after this. Do you know what number did have the lowest time ever? Oh, jeez. <laughs> can I make a guess on which... Based on us doing this podcast, can I make a guess on what number that is? Okay. 30. You know what? That's not a bad guess. The only one reason I wouldn't think it's 30 is because of 
I think it was 2007, um, where it was The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, I believe, as the final two, and that took forever. Mm-hmm. That's the longest that I could think of that a 30, because I think he came out as 30 there. Right. Because we already know that um, from the first Royal Rumble, 30 was the shortest time in that one from 1988. Remember the junkyard dog? You yeah, pointed it out. Right. I just don't. I think 30 is a good contender. That is. Because um, any other one, you'd have to actually stay in there for a while. Because even when you get your guys like Bushwhacker Luke or Santino Marella, right. that's one for one year. And it's not like the number, I think Santino was like number 28. It's not like every 28 is a Santino exactly. Marella Exactly. And by default, just having them survive to the end would add time. Mm-hmm. So I would be, there's no way that that's true. Yeah, I, and, and I don't even know how they would figure out that statistic at all. I mean, it would take them forever, I'll tell you that much. Oh my god, yeah. It really would. Uh, What's going on with Retribution? What are they at this point? <sighs> they are a faction that got a contract with WWE... By destroying them, apparently. Yeah, by destroying, destroying them. By destroying equipment. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. But what makes even less sense is, I don't get what the... Why are they in the Royal Rumble? Or why is Ali in the Rumble? Well, okay, Ali is in the Rumble because he replaced Kofi Kingston. Because Kofi, oh. Kofi had a quote-unquote broken jaw, which I, I don't know if, it, if it's true or not, so I mm-hmm. can't really be firm and say it is um so storyline wise ali is in the rumble taking kofi's spot now again um tony i was gonna say tony shivani oh my gosh michael cole (laughs) fans michael cole talks about ali's one other appearance which was, I think, 2019, they said. And he's like, that year, he was in there for 30 minutes. That was a classic performance. I didn't even remember it. And I'm like, is everything a classic performance now? That's true. That's only two years ago. I know. So, like, so, and and I'll probably use that a lot during this match and pointing out, Oh, that was a classic performance. Okay. So I hope you guys don't get sick of that joke because it will be running. I don't, I don't think I will. Yeah. I think it'll be a classic performance by you. <laughs> I think I need it <laughs> for this last one. <laughs> uh, how much time do we have left? Two minutes, five seconds. All right. So what else do you have? Cause I don't think I re- other than Orton and edge fighting on the outside and, um, you know, basically Orton gets beat up. I don't really have anything else for this segment my, other than me being mad about me not having Edge anymore, which will come into play later on. Right. My my last note for this bit is during Edge and Orton fighting outside the ring again, and I think Edge hits his DDT on the announcer's table, 
and it did not break. It did not collapse. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the table still in the match. <laughs> it is. It it is. <laughs> Un- unlike um, the table at NXT Takeover, which took place a couple of weeks later, where oh my god, this I, I felt so bad for Tony Storm because all she was doing was clearing the table, and the table just collapsed. Oh. I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, So no. what did she do? Did she get another table? No. They, she, they had to improvise, go into another spot. Oh, God. And what? it was the announcer's table. That's the thing. You know, it wasn't like one of those you pull under the ring, set up, and drive somebody through. It was the announcer's table. It just collapsed after she took the stuff off. Oh, I, I I felt bad for her, and I don't normally feel bad for you know wrestlers, but when you have something like that happen and it's right. not your fault, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of sympathy on that one. I can see that for sure. All right, here we go. Okay, entry 6 through 10, 6, Dolph Ziggler, 7, Shinsuke Nakamura, 8, Carlito, 9, Xavier Woods, 10, Big E. I have during this segment eliminated Hardy and Sammy. Hardy has a question mark, which we'll get to in a second. Yes. I'll let you start off this one. Okay, so at this point, the referees are trying to get Edge and Randy separated because Edge has gone crazy at this point. Dolph comes into the ring and he sees Jeff Hardy getting up, the first person. And he eliminates Jeff Hardy over the top into the floor. And I wrote this note down. Did the referees see that elimination? And then to have, you know, shits and giggles, Jeff Hardy throws himself over the barricade and onto the other floor. So that did not make any sense so when I we were wrote, watching it. So I wrote Hardy eliminated twice? Question mark. So I I have two things to answer that. Number one, because we were talking during that was probably the most that we talked about because talked during the rumble because I think we were both confused mm-hmm. about what was going on. All right, first thing I have is that the referee did see the elimination. It was the woman referee. Okay. I don't know her name because I was watching and I was I was looking at the refs to see if they would have seen this, and she 100% would have. You know, is, you said for shits and giggles, but, like, is that really what happened? Is there not a reason why he went over the barricade? I think... Now, now that you you know are talking about it in in a serious manner, I think what it might have been. Now that I'm putting like two and two together, they had to go once they were eliminated, like to a certain path, like a certain way to get to the back, and instead of going through the edge Orton situation, 
and going the long way around the ring, mm-hmm. he went over the barricade. Okay. Then just like crawled out of the camera and then walked around to the back. Okay. So now that lady referee, and I do want to point this out, Jim. Yes. Uh, when we used to have a show called Sunday Morning Buffet. Yes. She was one of our guests. Was she? Yes. I did not know that. I don't remember at all. Okay. Cool. That's something else to me to... Oh, yeah. We had her on the show. I know. It's like this this weird thing with me, real quick. Because, like, I've interviewed... You know, either with you, well, yeah, it's been basically with you as, yeah. you know, running it. Three wrestlers that have ended up going to WWE as referees. I, yeah, and it's weird. And me too. Like, I interview, well, I interview a lot of different people in general. There yeah, was definitely a one period that I interviewed, like, so many people in general. Yeah. That eventually, unless, like, I, unless I, something happened, I'll forget all about them. Until maybe I see a file when I go through the archives, like, in my hard drive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I interviewed that person. Right. And, yeah, no, I definitely did not know that we had her on the show. It's yeah. pretty funny, actually. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Let me see. I have... Why are the referees stopping, trying to stop Edge from beating up Orton? Because it's out to loud. And then maybe one of the most disgusting stats that I've heard in the entire history of this podcast. Okay. Was Dolph Ziggler, then they say this is his 14th Royal Rumble. And I was like, I know. (laughs) I've experienced it. I'm tired of him. Oh. I mean, this is equal to on the nail. That's what I call podcasting series, which I, uh, I'm slowly but surely adding the archives on. We, I've recently added, now that's what I call podcasting 12. Um, I'm probably not going to get to 13 by the time this one airs, right. but we'll see. Um, it's equivalent to Lenny Kravitz on that one mm-hmm. in the early days, where I'm just like, why are you still on these albums? You didn't have that many memorable songs. And Dolph Ziggler, I'm just like, why are you on this Rumble thing? Don't they have anyone else to put here? <laughs> Huh. Because Dolph is a workhorse. <laughs> I guess. He's a hot, he wasn't, he's a, he's a good hand. He's a, what is that the term? Company man. Yeah. No, no, the work, hand. Yeah, hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good it. hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, actually, Ziegler did eliminate Hardy. Yeah. By the way. And then he jumped it over the, Carlito looked good. That's a note. He did. Yeah. He really did. I mean, and, I'm, and when I say look good, I mean in shape and like, that he's ready to compete tomorrow. Well, I think he still wrestles in um, Puerto Rico. See, because I was very surprised to hear that he even came out of retirement. I didn't know that he was still doing things. Much like Jillian mm-hmm. in the last episode, I was like, oh, I guess they're still doing things. What's funny with Carlito was when they did the Legends Night, he was allegedly oh. advertised to be on the show and he was like nobody told me i was going to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) um what else do you have and how much time do we have uh 345 okay um let's see 
I had jokingly the referee is talking to his shirt while helping Randy Orton get to the back. I, I, <laughs> I know it's like a mic, so. Corey Graves has this great line, and he says it so seriously. He's like, Randy Orton's left knee pad has been cut open. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> they, thanks, Corey. You care about the... Uh, the, the gear of the wrestlers just the way he said it made it sound like sympathetic like oh no it made it sound like is the most serious thing like the man just had a heart attack in the ring or uh-huh. something like equivalent to that right. i mean his his knee pad has been cut uh, what a sad day <laughs> oh it's a terrible night um by the way so what's the deal with Samoa Joe does he wrestle or not i'd probably ask you this already he hasn't Okay, he had, like, some type of injury, if I remember this right. He had some type of, like, injury, I think, in a match or something a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then he got suspended for 30 days for failing the wellness policy, which to me doesn't make sense because I've never thought of Samoa Joe as someone that, you know would use any type of, you know, medication to quote-unquote help him. Right. Although I don't think he does, or did. And ever since then, he's been on their commentary. And it's been close to a year, and there have been some times where he's actually been good on commentary. This is kind of reminding me of Tez. Mm-hmm. Where you he came in and you think that he's gonna be like badass and he's going to you know win the championship or whatnot and have a long career as a main eventer and instead they go the commentator route. Mm-hmm. It, did he? I'm gonna. I have no idea. But did he ever hold any titles? Joe, you mean in WWE? Yeah. Uh the U.S. title. Let me let me pull it up real quick because we have about a minute ten before sure. we go to the next group. Right, and I think I have all that I have. Yeah, all yeah. that I said, all that I need to say here. Uh, uh, let's see. Do I we, mean, I also wrote a wasted apple. That's all my notes. Yeah. Do we want to include NXT in this? No. All right, then he's he was a two-time United States champion, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, like doesn't but. You see where I'm coming from, right? Like, the route is very Taz-like. For... Mm-hmm. I don't know how he debuted. I have no idea if, like, he had as big a debut as Taz because I wasn't watching, but... It was a surprise debut because he attacked Seth Rollins out of nowhere. Okay. To help... Well, yeah, it was to help Triple H, and in the next week he signed a contract to Raw because this was when Stephanie was the commissioner that that whole weird thing of oh god okay thing, so yeah all right now we go to 11 through 15 11 John Morrison 12 Ricochet 13 Elias 14 Damian Priest 15 The Miz and I have during this segment eliminated Woods, Ali, Carlito, 
Elias, Miz, and Morrison. I'll start off the conversation here. And Miz destroys the Bad Bunny DJ set. We talked about Bad Bunny on the uh, last episode. And also, Bad Bunny wearing a 2032 shirt. Yeah, I wasn't so sure about that. Is that an election year? Is he, you know, planning way ahead of time? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's not. It's I'm just thinking about the divisible by fours now, and right. I don't think it's because it'd be 24, 28, then 32. 32. Oh, wait, yes, but that's would right. he be old enough in that time? Because you have to be 35 to run for president. How old is he now? Oh, I just saw. I'll find out because maybe we'll maybe we are on to something here. Look it up while I continue to talk about this segment real quick. Okay. Um, or it is still in by my watch. Uh, we have a Randy Kim. Mm-hmm. We got to see Randy Orton and what's going on with him. Yep, and they're cutting the knee pad. That's a very they're important cutting. thing. Right. <laughs> and then I have a question for you. Um, well, two questions, actually. One is, remember when Morrison looked legit outside WWE like he could have had a singles run? Oh, yeah. And then second question is, does Elias sing anymore? Um, He still does. He released a second album a few months ago. I think it went all the way to number two on the Apple charts. Really? Yeah. That's surprising considering he couldn't sell out his concert last year. Because <laughs> um, if I remember, there was like a thing that rest, you know, obviously before COVID mm-hmm, yeah. um, that he was supposed to do. I don't even know if you remember this, but like some kind of weird like concert and signing. Huh. And then they can't. I I could have swore I remem- vaguely remember this because I thought it was interesting that they canceled it due to lack of ticket sales. Mm. I mean, I you can look it up, but right. at some point, but I I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Okay, so with Bad Bunny, as of this recording, he is 26. So he's not going to be in time. It'd be 29 then. No, in 32. Oh, sorry. I'm. It's a, Okay, yeah, you're right, continue, sorry. Yeah, so by the time (laughs) 2032 comes, he would be old enough to run for president. There it is, Ben Bunny for president. But I I gotta throw this curve in. Okay. Would he be technically allowed to run because he was born in Puerto Rico? Oh, that's a great question. Because it it is a territory of the U.S. Right. Hmm. A good point. It'll be Bad Bunny versus Trump Jr. in 2032 at the rate things are going. Let me let me check it up real quick. Uh, uh, I also, let me see what other notes I have. Um, let's see. It's Hardy out. I asked myself that at that point, but I kind of figured it out myself later on. Um, this was the first time for Damian Priest on the main roster, was it not? Yeah, this is his main roster debut. And how do you think he did? Uh, I thought he did good in his debut here. Okay, so a Puerto Rican-born citizen, or actually, can a U.S. citizen born in Puerto Rico be president? I found this on Qora. Okay. They can... They are natural-born U.S. citizens with the exact same rights as all other citizens. 
the island of Puerto Rico has no electoral votes, so people living on the island do not vote in the presidential election, and because it is not a state, they have no members of Congress, so they do not vote in congressional elections. But anyone born in Puerto Rico can relocate to any part of the U.S. freely and at will in the same way that someone born in New York could move to Pennsylvania. And if someone born in Puerto Rico moved to, say, you could pick any state you want, as soon as they establish residency there, they would be able to vote in all elections in that state. Hmm. So Bad Bunny could run for president in 2032. Yeah, we, 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 have, we have the future right here. There you go. So no matter who's, the, who's his opponent, that's the real question. Exactly. I made a joke saying that the uh, DJ setup had two days till retirement before Miz broke it. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, um, <laughs> Michael Cole, when Morrison came out, referenced how Morrison was one of the 13 people that Brock eliminated last year. And I was like, don't remind us of 2020. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. this is a bit of a spoiler note. I thought that this was a way better rumble than 2020. Oh, God. For no. sure. Oh, God. For sure. And then I wrote, why is he in this referring to Ricochet? He was one of those people that had that if you win your in-match with AJ Styles, lost, and still got in anyway. That's right, because that was the big, the, my, the most, like, surprising reaction for me that something you said, because you were like, when we were watching this together, mm -hmm. why is he in there? I'm like, why wouldn't he be in there? Right. And, and then that's, that's what you explained to me about, oh, he had a qualifying match. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, I have... How much time do we have left, by the way? 3.43. Okay. Okay, I want to sort of go back to the to Bad Bunny here. Sure. Um, and I want to see... you running on the carrot party? <laughs> oh, that would be good. I wanted If to... Kanye West could have the birthday party, I think Bad Bunny could have the carrot party. Well, you know, Kanye's on a bit of a down or downtime right now, being divorced from Kim. So. Yeah, but they both got... From what I read, they both have prenup. Ah, well. So really, in some ways, the only thing you're really going to battle there is child... Um, Custody, which I'm pretty sure... I think they're actually going to get along, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I said to my friend the other day, I was surprised at how long they made it. I had them going at least just two years. So Here's a question. If Kanye did the right thing, and when I say the right thing, I mean, like, actually registered in every state. If Kanye won the election, Ooh. you don't think this would have happened. I no, doubt this would have no, happened. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now I want to see if you caught the Looney Tune reference with Bad Bunny there. No, I didn't. No, oh my god, because this is like he distracts Morrison and Miz, they get eliminated, and I think it's Graves who said Bad Bunny made a left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> No, I definitely did not catch that at all. And I wrote, well, at least he made it to Pismo Beach. Right. Because he does the dive, and if you watch the dive, he kind of slips at first when he jumps, mm -hmm. but yeah. still lands successfully. It was so great. Oh, my you, goodness. You know what's funny? I imagine that that's probably that's something that he actually probably hates. 
is any kind of Bugs Bunny jokes. Because mm-hmm. it's got to be the most obvious one. So he probably constantly hears it. Right. Now, I recently watched Saturday Night Live. because I heard he was on. Yeah, he was on. And a little bit of spoiler alert here. He was, or he is at that show, the WWE 24 seven champion. <clears throat> so the only reason I watch, cause I usually record it on the DVR to watch like at a later day. I was going to say, I thought you were sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? You caught it. I'm like, you catch it every time. Well, I mean, I, sometimes I don't watch it all the way through from beginning to end. Okay. So this time, I, not I was noticed like, about you. so this time I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I just want to see if anyone tries to go and pin him for the 24-7 title. So, on his second performance, he has the belt with him. And I'm like, oh my god, someone's going to go for it, someone's going to go for it. Nobody ever came. <laughs> I'm I'm not that surprised by that. I'm not either. Because I'm pretty sure NBC the or Saturday Night Live writers are probably like... Yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we may have done some stupid crap back in the day, but not even us would allow you to do that on our show. I heard, I did see the one thing, I did see a clip of it only because the one thing that was talking about... Sixteen through twenty, sixteen Matt Riddle, seventeen Daniel Bryan, eighteen Kane, nineteen King Corbin, twenty Otis. I have during this segment eliminated Ziggler, Ricochet, Kane, Nakamura, and Otis. Just to finish up what I was saying before mm-hmm. with Bad Bunny, um, the woman that he—I can't remember her name right now—that um, he did like a duet with. Mm-hmm. People were talking all over the place about like how like. They look like they were totally into each other. I don't know if they're together or not, but I was watching. It's like, oh, yeah, they are definitely, like, ready to go to town on each other after this thing's done. I I did see that. I was like, oh, wait a minute here. Um, I don't know if that was on. I guess I don't know if they're actually. I have no idea. I don't know anything of Bad Bunny's personal life, I guess. I'm looking it up right now. Well, you do that. I have. I don't know why I have this down, but I have. How much does Starbucks co- charge? Oh, yes! <laughs> why do I have that? Do you know why? Why I would because break that? Because Graves said something about, like, getting some drink for $36 at at a Starbucks. And I'm like, what drink costs $36 right. at Starbucks? I mean, it's not even a bar. If it was, like, an alcoholic drink, I'd be like, okay, maybe. Um, In a very weird reference, but I liked... There was recognition put to the giant Gonzalez's birthday. Yes. And then Cole's like, oh, I bet you don't remember him, Graves. And then he's like, yeah, I remember his match at WrestleMania 9. Hey, I mean, that's probably his most famous one. So, okay, I did look into... or. Bugs. Yeah, I was going Bugs Bunny. See, I'm telling you, it's the most obvious joke. I'm sure he's tired of it. I'm sure he hates it. Bad Bunny. Um, he actually is dating somebody else. 
Oh my god, I'm sure she was jealous after that performance. So he met jewelry designer Gabriella Berlingeri okay. in twenty seventeen at a restaurant while dining with his family and the two began dating soon after. Bad Bunny kept his relationship with Berlingeri secret from the public until twenty twenty. He explained his decision to publicly acknowledge their relationship by saying, I am happy with her. People don't know she has helped me a lot in emotional aspects when I needed it the most. You know what? This brings me to, to something else that I, and I've talked about how, I don't know, I just feel like pro wrestlers are, for the, not all of them, but I feel like that a lot of them are like really sensitive on social media. Mm -hmm. And one thing that someone posted recently was, I don't even know who the guy is, but apparently he was going out with Bailey. Oh yeah. Yeah. And apparently like they broke up and he's like, please respect our privacy, which is all fine and well. And maybe we should, I'm not even, I don't know what the guy posts, but there are times where people will post, please respect our privacy. And they're like, Posting pictures of them and their relationship all the time and what the person, what they're doing with the person right now. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person that doesn't deserve the please respect our privacy. You put your shit out there constantly. So then something goes wrong and now you want people to back off. No, it doesn't work both ways to Mm -hmm. me. Again, I'm not really calling him out because I don't I don't even know who he is. Right. And I don't so I don't really know what he's been posting. But if that applies to him, then no, I don't think his privacy should be respected. See, I see that's the thing, because like I don't know how much that guy posts. Like if he posts a lot or not. Mm-hmm. So if he's someone, say like I'll go back to Kanye West as an example, who posts on a frequent basis, then I'll be like no, no, you put yourself out there. I'm not going to respect your privacy. But you know what's funny is that you, with Kanye and and wrestling, pro wrestlers are the, I feel like the only people that do it though, mm-hmm. for the most part, compared to any other industry out there. Like, do you see like sports players complaining about like stuff going on? Like, oh, oh. people are saying that, oh, this guy, he didn't catch the ball. Well, you were like, well, if you guys knew how to catch a ball, then, you know, you'd be doing this or shit like that. Right, right. Wrestling, it's like exclusive to wrestling. Video game companies aren't like, oh, you know what? You guys don't know how to make a video game. So why are you criticizing our game? Yeah. It's only wrestling is the weirdest thing that's exclusively to pro wrestling to me with social media. Very true. Anyway, what do you have for this segment? And how much time? Because I'm, oh, we I'm have four eight forty. Up. Oh, good, because I was like, I was scared I ate up a lot of your time. No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so uh, when Daniel Bryan comes out, Michael Cole says, oh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I wrote, he's already in Meltzer's Hall of Fame. Wait, who was this again? I'm sorry. Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah, well-deserved Hall of Famer for Meltzer's. Right. I Uh, mean, like, I have problems with Meltzer's Hall of Fame, too, but, like, at least there is a, there's reasons why people are in his. Mm-hmm. They're like, I mean, and what I mean by that is there are credentials. Yes. Whereas WWE doesn't have that. I wish Meltzer's was a little more of like, 
they have to not be doing it anymore right. and stuff like that. But if you give me credentials, I'm okay with your Hall of Fame. Yeah, because I'm going to say something after we're done with the Rumble because there's going to yeah. be something that I'm going to want in future Rumbles. Okay. But I'm going to save it till the end. Sure. Uh, Let's see. We get a Dr. Shelby reference when Daniel right. Bryan and Kane hug, which was kind of nice. And then I had a question. Yes. Not a serious question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Because mm-hmm. Damian Priest eliminates Kane. Will Priest be arrested for eliminating a mayor? <laughs> now, and you know what's funny? I actually have a question. I You just answered one of my questions, and that was, is Kane still a government official? Which you I, just answered yes. I Yeah, I do believe he is still a governor, or not governor, but... So same as the governor, I definitely would have known that. Yeah, he's yeah he assumed. Let me see. I'm looking at it. He assumed office on September first, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he's probably got maybe another year or two as the mayor. Yeah, I wonder if he when he's up for re-election. Because guess what? I know he's anti-mask. Ironically, <laughs> and, and he wore a mask. That's the, that's that, the well, that's the ironic part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what else do I have on this segment, if anything? Otis, hero to zero. Uh, I mean, the, I thought they made Priest look pretty good during this, to they be honest. They did. They really did. I mean, he, I think they said, like, he's six foot five, and I'm thinking, like, that's the tallest six foot five I've ever seen. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's probably going to, I would, uh, it's just, you know, they usually don't get it right with people. And this is one time I'm like, all right, you, tr- you, I can tell that you try to make someone between his eliminations, his interaction with Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could see an effort for once here. And then um, a little bit of a spoiler for the next night on Raw he and Edge have a quick interaction backstage and Edge like shakes his hand and like welcomes him to the, to the raw brand. So yeah, they're giving him a bit of a, a bit of a rub there. Right. Um, and in my last note, cause they mentioned that Otis looks like a caveman or back from the caveman days is Otis a Flintstone. Which one would he be? Maybe he could be like Fred's brother, <laughs> like like a, a a family secret that no one knows. Fred Flintstone has a brother. That'd be pretty funny, actually. That would've been a great. <laughs> that would've there's, been great. There's no more Flintstone stuff, is there? Like the last movie was like probably a long time ago at this point. I think it was that WWE one. Oh God, I forgot about that. And you know what the funny thing is. And, and I'll share this story real quick. Sure. Because uh, when I go on vacation, there's this Walmart that we go to. And they have, uh, like, the $3 movie bin, $5 movie bin. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll let my nephews pick movies for me to put up on eBay. And they found that movie in there. <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. You know, it sold the first week I put it up. Wait, so you made a profit off it? I did. And I don't remember.
remember how much of the profit I made, but I did make a profit. Okay. Uh, 21 through 25, 21 Dominic Mysterio, 22 Bobby Lashley, 23 Hurricane Helms, 24 Christian, 25 AJ Styles. And I have during this segment eliminated Corbin, Dominic, Priest, and Lashley. And Hurricane is one of the, my first note here is Hurricane is one of those he's back too much. So that like, I know not even in just WWE, I feel like I've seen him enough where I'm never excited to see him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, tell me if I talked about this last episode. I don't remember. Did I talk about the new camera and how much I think it sucks? Yeah, you did. It seems like they're not even there. Yeah. And like, it's almost like it's a drone, but it's not. Okay. Like the way it moves. And this is, is this a WWE thing or did this originate in something with sports? And I think it originated from the NFL. Does it look as bad there or does it look the same? I guess if you don't think it's bad, but I guess it looks the same. All right. Uh, what do you have? Well, I, I have a serious question for you. Oh, really? Okay. God. <laughs> Can a hurricane take down a Thunderdome? Um, yes, I think so. Well, how about Hurricane Helms? Could Hurricane Helms take down a Thunderdome? He cannot. Okay. He can't even think of a new spot for his appearance in the Royal Rumble because he just borrowed from 2002 with Austin and Triple H for today. Right. Um, all right. So let's see. We have an Edge and Christian reunion, which was... A big story at that point, because I guess no one knew that Christian was able to wrestle. I don't know why they we wouldn't be able to wrestle, but uh, he'd been retired for a few years. I I think he has some type of injury. I don't remember, but I do want to point out. Yes, when he comes out, Christian comes out. Michael Cole is like, "Oh, that's Edge's former buddy, Christian, coming out," and then when they do the hug. I I have, I thought they were former buddies. Yeah, like, uh, like, why is he even setting up a former buddy thing? I didn't know that they were, like, feuding the last time that they... Right, and then they're like, oh, Edge and Christian, they're best friends. Oh, my God. Oh, man. There were, commentary-wise from Cole, there were some low moments Mm. on this one. Uh, that was one of them. That was uh, one of them. Let's see. I have the bodyguard spot with um, with almost. Yeah, it's spelled almost. Yeah, but they pronounce it Omos. which is so dumb. It's like a Nia versus Nia situation. Right. Why would you, if A L M O S T is almost, why would it without the T be totally different sounding? I don't know. You know what would cheer me up in, in, in a few minutes if we got to talk about a if a, a certain themed mask? That might cheer me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait till we get into that part. I want you to explain all that to me. What else? What do you have as a, a note here? Anything uh, else? Well, let's see. Matt Riddle wanted some love when Edge and Christian were hugging. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, hug, bro. And then they beat up on him which was kind of a funny spot there 
let's see, Dominic, I called Ray Jr. Jr. Okay. Because he is Ray's son, so I'm like, oh, it's Ray Jr. Jr. <laughs> uh, let's see. And Bobby Lashley, for the brief time he was in there, was on fire. Like, he... I think I'm looking at it right now. He eliminated three people. Do you think he's ever going to get, like, an actual push at this point? Oh, man. I... And here's the thing, like, because I do watch Raw week in and week out, and he is consistently on there, and he is, like, pushed. I would love to see him have at least one run with the WWE Mm. title. Just one run. Let's see how he goes. Right. Because ever since, and and, and this is a big, because we have five minutes, so I I can explain this. I got nothing. I don't know what yeah, we're going to do I, for I the next five minutes. Right. So, okay, so with Lashley... Yeah, let's talk about Lashley. Because he's shown not only in WWE, but also an impact where he's always been at that, like, almost a big-time guy, mm-hmm. and then something happens, and it's like, no, not really. Because, like, at last year's Rumble, he was supposed to be in that match... But they did a storyline angle with Rusev where they fought each other before the match and took each other out of it. And this is when he's doing the whole I'm married to Lana thing. Okay, that's right. I forgot all about that already. And then, like, six months later, he's with MVP, and that really saves his career. Mm -hmm. And... Because he's been U.S. champion since, like, August. No one has been able to beat him. And he is, like, someone that I could believe could be the next person to be WWE champion if they decide to go for it. Right. Which, Do you... which is kind of a shame that they haven't done it yet. It's just surprising because at one point I thought like they were really into, especially when they put him at WrestleMania 23. I was like, yeah. all right, this is them really taking the first step to push him to be like their main guy. But he hasn't really been that. And then, you know, he went to Impact and he was fine there. And now he's back. I don't know. We'll see. What else do you want to talk about? Because we have, what, three minutes left? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I... You know what? I I, I kind of want to go back to Omos, Omos, right. just in general. Mm-hmm. That dude is so good, and all he has to do is just stand there. He doesn't have to do anything else. Like, he's actually one of my favorite people to watch right now. Okay. Because, number one, they don't, like, expose him as, like, this big power guy. He's just a tall guy. Right. And if he says anything, he may say one or two sentences. That's it. Like, they do not, like, he. I don't know if he can't really cut a promo or not, but... That could very well be possible, which is why they're doing that. Right. And just, I don't know what it is, but him and AJ Styles is such a fun combination of the two because i mean i never thought aj styles 
needed a bodyguard. I always thought like, oh, AJ Styles could handle himself. You know, he's good. He can make it on his own. And then it's like one day he shows up and he has Omos, Omos. And it's like, it kind of adds another character to AJ Styles of like, you know, here's the little guy that yaps, 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 yaps. And if he gets in trouble, here's this seven foot tall giant with him. Right. And he seems like, he seems like actually a real nice guy. Just looking at him and just his mannerisms. Mm -hmm. You know, like he doesn't seem like a jerk. He seems like he's real appreciative of this opportunity and... Um, he seems like a cool dude. Like he, he seems like someone, like if I was going to go hang out with someone, I, I'd hang out with almost <clears throat> not because I'd want to get into a fight, but because like, Oh, I could probably have a drink with him. <laughs> Wait, why would you hang out with someone to get into a fight? Well, like, let's say I want to start a fight at a bar, you know, okay. and it'd be oh, like, with someone. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not going to fight almost. Oh God. Well, no. I was going to say, it's a little weird that you would be like, I'd hang out with him, but not to get into a fight. Meaning, the way I took it was like you're looking to hang out with someone to get into a fight on with purpose, them. right? <laughs> <laughs> very, very strange of you. Oh man, has he actually wrestled ever or no? Like, have you seen him? No, he has not wrestled a match. Do you think we're gonna have a giant Gonzalez situation? Oh, we're like he can't actually wrestle. That's why he actually has not been into the ring. It's possible. It's very possible, especially after you said that he hasn't talked. I'm like, has he wrestled? All right, and now we go to the last group of five. 26, Rey Mysterio. 27, Sheamus. 28, Cesaro. 29, Seth Rollins. 30, Braun Strowman. I have during this segment eliminated before the final four, Big E, Ray, Cesaro, Sheamus, Styles, Brian, and Riddle. And first, before we get into Ray's sponsorship, because I definitely want more information on that. Yes. I'd like to, I, I, this is going to be very, very surprising because I think it might be the only thing in the Thunderdome and the only time I've, I've, I'm actually going to mention this. I'm going to mention a fan. Have I done that last episode? I don't think so. I don't so. think you did. Yeah, because it's hard because you're they're just screens and they're not really doing anything interesting. Right. There's a man in the audience during this segment with a big American flag as the background. Okay. It's in the upper section. It's a white guy. Okay. And my immediate question in my mind was, what was he doing on January 6th? <laughs> And the only other real note I had before the final four was almost eliminating people. Oh man, that's good. There was, you know what? There was one other fan that kind of creeped me out a little bit. Uh huh. Because there were points where he was like center right side, sort of towards the bottom, starting to go a little bit up. He had a Cactus Jack shirt on. And had a Macho King wrestling buddy on his shelf. Okay. And he is just sitting there with this 
glare in his eyes of doing nothing. And I'm like, uh, is he okay? Is he, could he have been one of those, um, terrorists like things? Remember, remember from that one night where it was like people were complaining about all the inappropriate stuff. And one of them was somebody getting beheaded on. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I I I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that we will kind of one of the things we're gonna we had just ended on here was something in regards to the fans because mm-hmm. I don't think because that's been like a running theme that we've had of like signs and I was wasn't too hopeful of anything coming out of the Thunder Dome, uh, but yeah, we have this guy that I'm wondering where he was on January 6th. <laughs> um. It's it's weird because, like I said, for me, I will point out certain things in the crowd. But you got at this point in my life, you got to hit like the right vibes with me. Yeah. Because a weird example was I think we were watching, not me and you, me and Angry Cooter were watching WWE Free, right? The the Raw from uh, March of 2020, where it was before COVID, and. I was talking about this then, and I was like, see, there's this one guy over here. I was like, that's pretty cool, but I hate this guy at the end of the row. Mm-hmm. I forgot what either of them were doing, but there was something that annoyed me about one guy, but not about the other one. It's very, very weird. Right. What do you have for this segment, Bill? Okay, before we get into what we do want to talk about, um, let's see. There's a point where Riddle and Daniel have such an amazing sequence of wrestling. Mm -hmm. It is so good. I don't remember seeing this in a long time in a rumble match. It was so well done. Um, When Ray got eliminated, I wrote that almost should have thrown Ray to Jeff Hardy. (laughs) They were right near the exact same spot. So, uh, it's like I said, it's very weird that mm-hmm. like this is a, a thing of um, Jeff Hardy going over the barricade. I feel like there's got to be more of a story to that. Yeah, but, I know. There, you know, there, there must be. This, but like you said, I guess not. I don't I don't know anymore. I got, anyway, go ahead. What what else do you have? Um, My last note before we get into what we want to talk about. Seth hit a really nice curb stomp on the riddle to eliminate him. That was nice looking. I don't know, I remember what I was telling people, uh, people that can play on social media. Seth is definitely up there. I yeah, I'd agree with that. I am uh, sorry. I, I guess because this is like our last episode, I definitely want to rebring this up. Like, I just can't imagine any other industry doing how wrestlers act on social media. And getting so easily offended, like can you imagine, like an actor and actress getting mad at their about their TV show, mm-hmm. like people criticizing the TV show and, and someone's character, and they're like, "Well, just so you know, um, you know, it's not really me there." Yeah, like you would never get that. Did you see the thing with Natalia recently? That what she got oh, mad about? Oh yes, oh, that's a great God. example. Who in sports would get mad at that, Bill? Since you're the sports guy, nobody. Like, the only time... Hey, we'll first explain for those that might not know out there what happened. Okay. 
So what happened is, I want to say it was Fox Sports that did this. but It was because that's how she would have known because she probably follows Fox Sports because WWE's on Fox. So they came up with this thing of like, you have $15. I mean, I'm sure people have, I've seen it with video games done with this. I've I've seen seen this with with everything. With everything. So it's a common thing, but explain anyway. But I want to say it's not a sports exclusive thing. Right. This is like a pop culture thing, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. You have $15, and you could spend $15 on, in this case, coming up with, like, a stable of female wrestlers. I think that's what it was. Right, or something like that. You know, make your team with this amount of money. Natalia was put in the $1 group. Right, so whatever. Okay, people move on, but not her. What What did she say? Oh, let me, okay, let me get that real quick. Uh, while you do that, I am going to continue talking about this segment, because we're going to talk about race sponsorship in a second here. We have a reunion that I didn't even realize was a reunion in Cesaro and Sheamus. Right. I think I only knew it because of, um, I think the announcer said something. I was like, oh, I guess, whatever. And, yeah, Ray comes out with a Victoria-themed mask. Which yes. Bill's going to tell me all about after we get information on the other thing. And I have to admit, I was relieved to hear Braun Strowman's music. Because I think at one point, everyone is thinking that that 30 spot was going to be fucking Goldberg. Yeah, because I I thought so too. And then when he came out, I was like, oh yeah, he was kind of in this match. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you got it? Yeah, I do have it. All right, here we go. So this is her response. Yes. To this very playful thing of, you know, hey, who would you have on your team? Mm-hmm. But again, every industry does. I have struggled for years to figure out exactly what my worth is, but I won't allow anyone to pick that number for me. As hurtful as seeing this is, I want it to be known that if I ever find myself under all of these wonderful women, it's because I am a pillar and the foundation of what we're doing. So please keep the $1, because anyone who knows anything knows how priceless I am. Can you imagine, like, some sports player that was on this list coming out and saying something like that? Like, well, I had such and such touchdowns and tackles from last season. I had, or a basketball player, like, well, just so you know, I had uh, 25 three-pointers over a span of three months, which is more than anybody else did in the entire league. As a sports person, can you imagine any other sports um, get a sports uh, league, someone doing that? You know what? While I was thinking about it, uh, talking about Natalia, I did think of something where sub-sports people do complain. And it's only really? in football. It's only who? in football. I want to know who. Okay. It's when Madden comes out, the video game. Oh, the stats. Yeah, okay. and they put yeah. in like what their like quality number is. And it's so ridiculous. It's like, it's a video game for Which, guys. by the way, WWE has 100% done that before, too. Meaning, I've definitely seen few complain. Rousey was the last one that I remember. Mm-hmm. complaining about that if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Come on folks, it's a game. It's a fucking game. <laughs> but you know what? You know what though? I 
you're right. It is a, it, as you said, it is a fucking game. But I actually think the the thing Natalia's complaining about is is actually less understanding mm-hmm. because the game. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know what how the pay goes or whatnot in regards right. to to royalties. Who knows? Maybe it has something, to, a little something to do with it. Probably not much, but a little something maybe. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that an AJ Styles would probably get more royalties from a video game than say, um, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. But the thing Natalia's complaining about has absolutely no monetary value whatsoever. It's just amazing to me when you think about like how badly I, I don't even know. I don't know what goes through these people's minds. Well, and again, this all started with Seth Rollins because he is a very he's a big culprit of it. Mm-hmm. Edge is one too, to be honest with you, because he complained a few days after this match on social media. Well, I mean, Natalia is the boat. What does that mean? Best of all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Lana made that up in his okay. storyline. I, I didn't know there was a boat. <laughs> oh, wait, but in what? In a storyline or in? No, in a storyline. She refers to the tag as, as the, the boat, boat. The best okay. of all time. Well, you know what? This boat is clearly sinking. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell me about Ray's mask. Okay. So Ray comes out and he is wearing a Victoria beer themed mask. Right. And they plug the heck out of this. Um, I had to do a little research while we were recording. And this is a partnership. Ray Mysterio is the brand ambassador from WWE of Victoria beer. Okay. Um, according to Meltzer, Ray was the one that got this deal to happen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. I don't think WWE's going after beer companies. Right. Um, although, if you want to hear what Stephanie McMahon said about this... I do. Oh, I definitely do. Now, should I do... The Stephanie McMahon voice that I can impersonate very well from Stephanie September, or... Yeah, sure, let's do that route. In-ring storyline integrations are something that have always been a differentiating asset for WWE and are activations that partners increasingly want to be a part of. Being able to deliver deeper integrations for brands while keeping fans entertained is something we feel... WWE does better than anyone else. First, number one, you definitely sound like Miss Piggy, for sure. (laughs) Oh, Kirby. (laughs) Oh, Hunter. God. Uh, Number two, talk about, like, the most boring thing that you could say about a partnership. Although they did have all their checkbox words, brand, integrated. Yes. Where sometimes these people just feel like robots to me. They kind of do. Like just the, their word and terminology. And there's yes, in some cases you do use that one, but I feel like for them it's just all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
don't know. Yeah. All right. So what else do you got for this segment before we get on to the final five? Oh, I wrote, and this is kind of funny because after Ray comes out as Seamus, I wrote, we need Guinness versus Victoria now. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Because I've had Guinness beer, mm-hmm. and I think it sucks. Okay. I would like to try Victoria beer just to see if it's any good. Do you? Can you get a Ray mask with it? Oh, I wish I could. You probably can, actually. I doubt the sponsorship was only for, well, I guess it could have been only for one night. By the way, with that in mind, just remember, Ray Mysterio gets his outside sponsorship, and people can't even mention any other company just on their social media. Trying to see if they sell... In WWE. Yeah, who does... Yeah, I'm trying to see if I could find this, like, near me. I, there, I have a couple of liquor places near me. Just... And then when you're... So when you find that, just... Um, we'll transition into the final five. Yeah. I, th- I think I know I, I know a couple places. I might ask someday. All right, and say you're a big fan of Rey Mysterio <laughs> right. and you would like this beer. <laughs> he represents the Latino community. Right. All right, final five, unless you have anything else? Nope. All right. It's Orton versus Rollins versus Edge versus Christian versus Strowman. Edge and Christian eliminate Strowman. Rollins eliminates Christian. So we get down to Edge versus Rollins versus Orton. Of course, no one of the announcers are saying any of this Orton. They're just playing it off like it's a final four mm-hmm. without Orton, even mm-hmm. though we all know he's still there. Right. Uh, Edge eliminates Rollins. And then finally, we get Edge versus Orton in what I thought was extremely quick. I thought it that they were, gonna, they were going to actually drag it out a little bit. But no, Edge eliminates Randy Orton and goes on to WrestleMania. Um, okay, I don't have, I have like three notes for the end. Okay, great. I don't have any, so it's all you. All right. So the spot where Edge tries to get Braun out, there's a point where Braun picks Edge up. And as a fan, I'm just like, why would you bring him in? Why would Mm -hmm. you try to bring him back in? Just, you know, do something to get him out, you know? Yeah. And then... I wrote down, oh, Randy's still in it. And then the way Randy loses is so funny. I'm just like, way to go, Randy. You had it set up perfectly. You blew it. Yeah. Way to go. Of course, I was mad because it should have been me that won the pool. Right, right. Because it would have been, I it would, originally Edge was number two. Well, you would have had, because I was looking at it, because one of the things that you said to me uh, when we watched this was one of, like, the things that would have gotten you something would have been the longevity, like, time. And No, well, no, it was, what? I don't think it, no, I think it was shortest. Oh, shortest, okay. Shortest only, that's why, for my guys, I was cheering for um, Riddle to come in and go out really quick. Okay. But you're right, the longevity would be like or it would be up there. Yeah, he and Edge were the longest. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I, I wanna mention this because this is one of the very few things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way with this match. Okay. And and it's not that many, actually. I, I think I said 
some of Cole's commentary kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Kind of sounded stupid. Right. No, and, and, and this is with all due respect to Edge. This is not on him. Mm-hmm. No Hall of Famer should ever win a Royal Rumble match. I think WWE needs to create the edge rule where once you are inducted into the into the WWE Hall of Fame, you can never compete in the Royal Rumble match again. Mm. I forgot that he was even in, to be honest with you. That's because, like, basically what you're going to tell me is next year... Hulk Hogan's gonna enter the Royal Rumble. Try oh, to you know win. that he wants to. <laughs> you know that he wants to. <laughs> Be like, Edge, inspire me, brother. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna throw out thirty dudes. Even though he'll still say his nonsense, right? <sighs> um, you come on, you know deep down inside if he that he wants to not only have another match, he would love to have another run. I would take a stand and I wouldn't let it slide. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. As far as Edge's performance in this match, I'm going to surprise you with what I'm about to say. Yeah, go ahead. This is actually one of my favorites of recent memory. Okay. Because, and, and I'm excluding everything that happened with Orton, because that was storyline wise yeah he is in the ring the entire time working with somebody the entire match he never went to the outside to take a five minute break right came back in he was in there from beginning to end working with every single person in that match and that is why I really liked Edge's performance in this match. Yeah, he wasn't 2016 Roman Reigns. Exactly. He wasn't 2017 Chris Jericho. Right. He was in there, like I said, excluding what happened with Orton, the entire time. And then when he was laying down on the mat, it was because, oh, everybody else is laying down. So that gets him a pass there. Yeah. So, I really liked Edge's performance in this match. Yeah, it was a good performance. Um, I, well, obviously I'm bummed out that I didn't win any money. I know. That's obviously my priority in regards to this. Um, So, here's my thing. I have a question for you, actually. Okay. Uh, My question for you is... um, no, I think I might have just answered it uh, myself. I was gonna say who who's um how many times has number two won? Oh, that's a good question. I can pull that up. It's Vince and I'm trying to remember if Ray had one or two. I feel like let me see because I ha- I can pull this up uh two times. All right, so it's it's McMahon. Okay, so yeah. that. See, that makes it even less sense to me than why they changed it from one to two. Mm-hmm. Why they switched Orton and Edge. Because originally I was thinking, was, what if it's 
that number two was the Vince McMahon spot, but then Ray won it, so that doesn't make any sense. Right. I, I would love to know why that was the case of they switching it. Because ultimately, it doesn't. Nothing really changes from them switching it. Yeah. Unless they want people to believe for some reason number one has more of a disadvantage than number two. But they have the same disadvantage. That's I understand that. I'm I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. But it just doesn't make sense. So look, here's the thing. I I wasn't I wasn't mad about the edge win at all. Right. Um when I was um when I was watching it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and anyone who's listened knows I hate the part-timers. I hate that they come in, they take spots, yada, yada, yada. But the thing with Edge, number one, you mentioned that he was in there the whole match. It's not like he came in at number 30 and won. Mm-hmm. So, or the other situation that you said. Um, and I've seen Edge in the past year that he... He's there a little bit more than, like, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, but, like, he also adds to programs, whereas I think Goldberg and Brock Lesnar absolutely take away from programs. Right. Um, That being said, I did learn uh, a few weeks after this that apparently Edge and also Daniel Bryan are part of creative meetings now. Um, You had told me you knew about Daniel Bryan over the summer. Right. I'm not mistaken. Did you did you look in to see about the Edge one or no? No, I didn't. Okay, well, let's say it's true. Which I I don't know why they'd be lying. Um, it doesn't make me. It does. I guess it does make me a little more against the Edge win. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's supposed to be a a. Cinderella story that the writer himself is writing to me. Like, I don't know. It's just, and, 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 and it does still bother me though, a little bit that once again, here we are with WWE not wanting and hating their current talent. Cause even though it, it's like everyone was happy because it could have been worse. Yeah. Because there's so many people, not just me and you, that were really thinking Goldberg was coming in at that number 30. Mm-hmm. And then when we see the Edge wins and it wasn't like Goldberg or Lesnar didn't come in at number 30, I think there was more of relief at first, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> but then when you look, really take a step back and look at it, it's like, it's better. But... But it's not that much better. It's still the problem of part-timers going over the current roster. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be—I'll take that all back if maybe this is going to be answered by the time this recording is out. But I know Edge is supposed to make his decision soon, right after this recording, actually. Yeah. Um, don't think it'll happen, but I have a whole lineup in my mind of him facing the NXT champion. That all the young guys resent Edge for, you know, again, taking their spot, yada, yada, yada. And he turns into like him is a feud with NXT, except for one person, I don't know who that would be, um, that like comes out and says, I've always looked up to Edge and, you know, he can't do anything wrong by right. me. And 
which leads maybe to an edge in this person tag match at some point too. But the rest of the roster still hates him. And then someone else that feels bad about the treatment of edge also joins the edge cause. So now edge has two friends Mm -hmm. and on the NXT side, you have the main leader that started the pursuit against edge. And then you bring in, I'm going to say Walter. I don't watch NXT anymore, but I'm going to say Walter because the other main person that's going to be against edge is the person in NXT UK. Yeah. So then for WrestleMania, you have edge versus the NXT champion and in a sub-match, you have the two guys aligned with Edge, the one that looks up to him and the one that feels like people are wrongfully cheated, treating him, mm-hmm. versus the NXT UK person and another NXT main representative that's against this group that hates Edge. Right. You've just now made me interested in two of those matches in WrestleMania. Like, there's a story there. I doubt that's going to happen. What do you think is more plausible? I would love to see. Do you think it's McIntyre or do you think it's Reigns? First off, I'm going to say I love your idea. I would, I, you know, like if I didn't have the network, I would pay to, to get the network to see those two matches at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to end up being Reigns because Roman Reigns, is the hottest heel in the company right now. And they've thrown people at him that have not been able to beat him. And I think it would be a, a twist if this Hall of Famer who won the Rumble challenges him for the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship at WrestleMania and be like, this guy could beat him. It's not out of the realm. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the NXT story would make a whole lot more sense and would really push whoever is involved in that story. Yeah, in that story, you're pushing the NXT person that's standing up for Edge... Um, you're pushing the two, the one UK person and the other, the main person from United States NXT as the tag person. And again, well, and, and I say main gut person, but it would be, to me, it would be Balor versus Edge, mm-hmm. which also, by the way, can be Edge versus the demon. Right. Balor, because, you know, Edge has that history of the Ministry of Darkness, too. And. Mm-hmm. Balor is going to say, I'm going to channel my darkness to beat you and all that shit. Right. So in that, you have Balor looking great in this. You have Edge coming in sympathetic because he's like, why are these people just hating on me? Yeah. You have the NXT person and whoever the other main, I would have said Adam Cole, but clearly he's going to be doing something else. Yeah. Um. So... I don't know who. I'm, name me a big edit. You know what? Put Gargano there. Yeah, Gargano. That's who I was so going to Gar- say. Put Gargano. So it's Gargano and Walter who are the. Gargano's the original leader of fuck this guy, meaning fuck Edge. Yeah. Get him out of here. The sympathizer. I, I don't know. Again, I don't watch IST, so I don't. It's hard for me to kind of name good guys um, that I think might be sympathetic. Um, 
But yeah, those two guys are made. Gargano was already made, so he's kind of made a little bit more. Yeah. And Walter gets made because it gives more recognition to the UK. Mm-hmm. And you know what the most important thing about all of the storyline is, Bill? You know what's the thing that's getting over the most during the storyline? NXT itself. Exactly. It becomes much watch television again. And, and maybe it starts beating AEW. Huh. I, I, I think we need to make a call to Stanford and uh, <laughs> let them know of your idea. And Yeah, and then it's just, instead of what's going to probably happen in the next 72 hours, it's just going to be Edge walks out, I challenge Reigns. Yeah. Spear versus Spear. Yep. Except with a different person. <sighs> but overall, Bill, I like this Rumble. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, it's definitely the best one since 2018 men's, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I have as we're starting to wrap up here. Um, what, what were your thoughts overall? I thought this was a very good match. I really did. Uh, one other person that I want to give huge compliment to is Big E. Big E was so good in this match. Like this to me, I felt like Big E's got a legit <laughs> shot, you know, He's in there for about 30 minutes. And, you know, he's he, he's just in there and he goes after, you know, like he had a thing with Lashley for a little bit. It's like, oh, we could have Lashley and Big E in the future. That could be an interesting match there. Um, It's just, there were a few people that were like MV, like you could make an argument. He was the MVP of this match. Edge. Big E, Damian Priest, Riddle. I never thought I'd say that about Riddle, but he was really good in this. I don't think, and, and it's kind of weird, especially nowadays where you have the whole element of surprise of, okay, this person might come in, this person might not. With the exception of one, maybe two spots, there were no wasted spots in this match. Right. And that's a big plus. Well, Hurricane, I think, was that, last. Yeah, that, that was the one. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and unlike last year where it's basically Brock Lesnar destroys the current roster, like, mm-hmm. I knew that going in. Like, I knew that that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And which is what annoyed me about that is you took half the Rumble to do that. Um, this one told a couple of different stories. You know... Um, and that's why, oh, look, the main things from last year was Brock Lesnar's destroying of the roster, which I already knew, and Edge comes back to wrestling, which, I mean, again, we knew it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But even so, it's he's coming in and competes. There's not, I mean, I guess depending on how you look at it, I was going to say there's not much of a story, but I guess the story is that, oh, it was a career-threatening injury. Yeah. But... Overall, I just like this one. And you know, um, yeah, I, I was thinking of this when I watched the match the second time. And I was thinking about all the episodes we've done. This might have been the first time where we had two consecutive episodes in a row where there was no elimination in the first group of five. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Why do you think of that? Because I think, like, for every year, they're, like, okay, well, not every year, but there are, like, most years, oh, you're going to get an elimination within the first group. There are times where you have, like, once every so often where no one gets eliminated in that first group of five. Here, and with the women's, none of that happened in either one, which was kind of refreshing. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I didn't even realize it, though, until you said it. All right, Bill, let's head out of here again. You know, this is it. Who knows if there's, like, a special here and there, but... Um, for the most part, it's no longer a weekly show. I hope you catch us all on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts starting on March 28th. Let's give our final plugs. Um, you can find me at thatspodcasting.com and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening and thank you for being part of Eliminated. Bill, send us out of here. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. And check out that wrestling show, which comes each and every Friday. Thank you guys for joining us on this wild road of Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. And the men's 2021 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.